Xavier, I'd be rich if I had a dollar every time I heard someone say, man, I wish I knew 20 years ago what I know today about money. They need to be teaching about this stuff in school. Like the power of investing early. Compound interest. That alone would impact lives. Understanding and planning for taxes. Understanding the difference between both good debt and bad debt. Eric, what about all the stuff about money that business owners need to know? What kind of insurance should you be buying? The importance of contributing towards your retirement. They don't teach any of this stuff in school. Y'all sit back, get ready, because we are talking stuff about money they didn't teach you in school that you need to know. Welcome back to Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School. I'm Xavier Angel, Certified Financial Planner, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Eric Garcia, Certified Financial Planner. How are you doing today, Eric? Man, I am. I'm good, dude. I've been um, grinding it out like you. I have been tapped for carpool duty. Our normal carpool people all got COVID. So both girls, both their carpool drivers, their families got hit by COVID. So I, like, I got pulled into uh, full service the past week and a half. And I'll tell you what, I was complaining about it initially. And I realized that, man, it has given me a lot of really good one-on-one time with my daughter that that I'm thankful for. I was um, reading something recently about you know, as your kids get older and they go off to college, you'll spend the, the numbers. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was ridiculous. It was like you spent 50% of your time already with your kid or 80% of the time with your kid that you will spend with them face-to-face after mm-hmm. they go off to college. And it kind of hit me hard, like, oh my gosh. So and these these are times that they're not going to forget. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been, I, I was talking to um, an individual this morning walking Grace up to school. And so it's been eight years now. For eight years, um, I walked Grace up to the front of the school you know, I get a hug. Um, I get a kiss. We had these great conversations on our way to school. Now, um, these are the moments that we have to cherish uh, with our kids. Yeah. So I, I told myself, stop complaining. Take, you know, if, you know, have to work a little, little extra at night or whatever. This is this well worth it. I mean, think about that. It was mm-hmm. some crazy stat. Like by the time your kid goes off to college, you've spent eighty percent or fifty percent. I think it was eighty percent of the time that you will actually spend with them. You've already spent by the time they're eighteen. Yeah. Well, well, think about it um, in, in terms of Josh, right? So uh, for those that don't know, um, Josh is, is Eric's son. This is his first time. Uh, he's a freshman at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Eric uh, and Jen dropped him off, what, three, four weeks ago now? Something like that, yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, if you, you think about the, the little bit of time that you spend with him now versus mm-hmm. what you have over the past 18 years, yeah. time flies. Yeah. So, so people, this is, we're not talking about relationships with kids, but, but your relationship with kid, your kid is more important than your bank account. So make sure you, you get everything out of it. Fight for that time, fight for that time with them. What are we talking about today? Yeah. Oh, so, Eric, real quick, real quick. Hold on. Before we get to our yeah. topic, I want to encourage y'all. If you like what you're listening, go follow us on your favorite um, podcast listening app. Also check out our YouTube channel. So we are, re- we're, we're posting the video obviously, but we're also posting shorter shorter uh, snippets of the podcast that um, it's getting a lot of traction. It's exciting to see people listening to what we're saying out there, what we're putting out there. But uh, check that out because there's going to be some good videos that are not on, uh, that are not part of this podcast. So you can follow us on social, you can follow us on YouTube, and certainly follow us on your favorite 
uh, podcast application. All right, Xavier, where are we okay, going today? So before we before we go that route, I've got a question for you, and it's a question that we ask all our guests when they come on our show. But I'm not what your is, guest. <laughs> what What is one thing you wish you would have known about money twenty years ago? Me? One thing I you, wish I would have known about money. What is What is one thing about money that you wish you would have known twenty years ago? Oh man, there's there's many things, but I would say this: don't try to accumulate in five years everything that my parents took thirty years to accumulate. That's great. That's great advice. So yeah, I think I think oftentimes we um we you know we come out of college, we live in this culture, we see things, we see all the nice things. Everyone's building their their forever homes really really young. They're driving nice cars really young. They're taking really nice trips really young because that's what we see the generation above us do and realize. Man, some of those people worked really hard 20, 30 right. years to be able to afford some of those things. And the longer we postpone those things um, and save, uh, I think the better off we are as we as we age. Anyway. Well, you, you, you got me on that one. I wasn't expecting that. As oh, I wasn't answer. expecting you to ask so, me that question because I'm not a guest. But it, it's a it's a great lead into what we're going to be discussing today. Um, today, you know, we've got we've got three main topics that we're going to cover. Uh, one okay. is should you hire a financial advisor? Mm-hmm. Um, is a financial advisor planner worth the cost? And then the third piece that we're going to talk about today is, you know, when is the right time? When is the right time to reach out and 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 seek help or or get an advisor to come in and work with you? Um, okay. So those are the three topics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so I think we're we're going to hit we're going to hit those three kind of in the in the conversation, and really the conversation is is centered around three specific reasons, right? You should hire. Right. Correct. A financial correct. Okay. Absolutely correct. So, okay. you know, one of the questions that we've heard people talk about uh, on a regular basis is, um, or, or issues that they talk about is they're tired of doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're tired of going out and um, investing and planning and creating strategies on their own. Either that, or they just, they just don't want to do it themselves anymore. Yeah, so, people don't have people don't have time uh, right. to do to do financial stuff on their own, right? Yeah, right. we're 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 in that environment now to where um, you know, especially if you have kids. I know for myself and, and my family, um, we're just we're always running, we're always busy. You know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you just don't have time. You don't have time to make financial decisions on your own. There are those people who, I mean, how many people do you know, and how many of you listening hire someone? to cut your grass, hire someone to clean your house. Now I'm not, I'm not comparing the grass cutter to a financial planner. I think what we do is a little bit more complicated and technical, but the idea is um, you just want to delegate it to somebody else. That's a really good reason. And it goes back to a lack of time. You know, you don't have time getting out, especially here in new Orleans, this, this, uh, the past several months, it rains every afternoon. It's raining. So to be able to go out there and hire someone, it, it eliminates one of those. And you cut your own chores. grass. You cut your own grass. You don't hire anybody. I, I, I do, but on a Friday, I can go home early and I can mm-hmm. get it done before the rain comes. Is that where you go on Friday? That, that's where I disappear to. Yeah, so, so, so that's one reason you don't want to do it yourself. Also, kind of in that same camp, you have the people who want to delegate, but then also I also come across um, a lot of people who come to me, who I would say are fairly competent making financial decisions but they lack confidence and they want validation. They want 
affirmation or confirmation that they're making good decisions or they're headed in the right direction. Right. A ab absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, you know, when I go back and, and, and look at uh, where we are, where Plan Wisely is, one of the reasons why I made the decision to, to partner with you back in late 2019, early 2020, was because of what, what Plan Wisely and, and Eric Garcia was bringing to the table and making um, accessible to everyone. Financial planning. You know, the goal once when we started talking back in 2017 about about merging and coming together, uh, one of the pitches was financial planning needs to be accessible to everyone without having them having to purchase a product or a tool or a service. Unpack that. You said without having to pro purchase a product, tool or service. What do you, what do you mean by that? So in my prior life, um, in order to come in and, and really do a financial plan, one of the things that I was doing was looking to make a sale. I was going to sell you life insurance. I was going to come in and I was going to uh, do do your rollover or, or get you to invest money. And then I would sit down with you and I'd do a financial plan for you. So let, let me let me let me clarify something. Okay, so there's yeah. nothing necessarily wrong with because because I that's the that's the that's the path that I came from as well a long long time mm -hmm. ago. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but. What you're saying, what you're saying, what I, what I think I'm hearing you say is, the relationship was initiated on um, the the potential sale of a product or um, an investment. Uh, correct. Correct. Okay. You, you're you're correct. Right. So the the financial advice outside of that specific issue that you were coming in to solve with your product was ancillary and not central. Correct. Okay. You're absolutely correct. And fast forward to 2022, where we are now, making those financial plans accessible to everyone is, is I mean, it, it brings so much more value because now I don't care if I, if I sell you life insurance, if, if I do the investment piece. Yeah. Um, the goal is really to put together a strategy, a plan in place for you and for you and I, for Eric and I. Um, to become accountability partners. And and so that's the benefit of working with that financial planner yeah, so, or financial advisor is we now become those accountability partners. So so traditionally, traditionally financial planning was accessible to high net worth individuals. Right? Correct. Like I, I still remember coming sitting down with clients who had just met with a financial planner. This was before me becoming a, a certified financial planner and them showing me this this beautiful, you know, inch two inch thick report that they paid sometimes three four five thousand dollars for right and and then to see them not do anything with it i'm like man that is wasteful and how can the average person start to access good advice that, that they're going to actually start to implement and that's kind of i think what you're talking about here the the way we make it accessible is that we don't charge a very huge upfront cost we have a very modest upfront cost and then we charge an mm -hmm. ongoing uh, for lack of a better term, subscription costs. The same way you're going to pay for Netflix or your cell phone bill, you you now have access to ongoing financial planning. So those are the so those are for those people, right? We talked about the delegators who don't want to do it, the the validators, those people who like to have the confirmation. Now let me let me pause real quick and say this: there there are some people who don't you know who do want to do it alone, and you know maybe some characteristics. Let me lay out some characteristics of some of those people real quick. So maybe you're someone who you really enjoy reading and learning about finances. 
that I, I have friends who who love reading about personal finance. You know, maybe maybe they're equipped to make their own financial decisions. Another characteristic is you have time to review your situation or you make and the time. time. And, and time is, is, is big because you have to have time and, and in order to come in and begin to read and, and put those strategies together for yourself. Yeah. It, it, especially make the time, right? Some people right. might have the time and we waste a lot of time in our lives as individuals. But am I going to make the time to review a very, very, very important part of my life, my money that impacts everything mm -hmm. that I do? So you got to be willing, you got to like learning about it. And you got to be willing to put the time in and you have to be comfortable making financial decisions. I mean, right. making financial decisions is really uncomfortable uh, with people, particularly if they have big consequences. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and I would say a big one is you have to be able to tolerate uncertainty. That's you have big. to be able to tolerate you have to be able to stomach uncertainty on your own we, we so, see that right now right Un unpack that for me i'm unpack use your that. phrase there unpack that for me you know, I actually i hate that? that term i actually and i and i hate the fact and i've got a friend if he listens to this and he hears me use that term he is not going to let me live it down because he speaks regularly and he uses that term and i and i rag him all the time so let me explain that to you xavier um, uncertainty. We're going to talk a little bit about this later on in the podcast, but uncertainty, like right now we look around and the stock market is uncertain. The economy is uncertain. How we, we have to, if we're making our own decisions, we have to be able to look at that uncertainty of the future and look back to the things that we know to be certain from the past, that we have a reasonable expectation that they're going to, um, that the past will, you know, the history will kind of repeat itself. The economy's going to recover. You know, there's not going to be any talk about recession. These individual stocks that I'm invested in or my portfolio is going to recover eventually. I got to be okay with uncertainty um, if I'm making my own decisions. And then and then the final thing is you have to be able to understand and keep up with taxes and retirement plans. That's a big one. Right. Um, and if you're not willing to do if that if those five characteristics don't represent you, you're, you're probably wanting to hire um someone that you're not going to do it yourself. If you are doing it yourself and you're tired of keeping up with all that, you're going to want to hire a financial advisor mm -hmm. or you don't want to do any of that. You're going to want to hire a financial advisor because money is a fairly important part of our lives. Yeah. Eric, sounds like you're talking a little bit about um, finances from a, a behavioral standpoint. Um, and, and we talked a little bit about, about this offline uh, and some of the reasons why you need to, to, work with someone, an advisor, um, a planner is because of those behavioral finances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Uh, I'm, I'm jumping a gun there. huh? I'll, I'll unpack that for you. Air quotes. Unpack. Yeah. Okay. So, so first reason to hire someone, right? You don't want to do it yourself or you're tired of doing it yourself. Second reason to hire a financial advisor is your financial life has just gotten complicated. Hectic. It's gotten complicated. I, I got a call once. This is from a friend, and um, it was it was an email, and then you know followed up by a call, and they were in their middle. I would say they're their middle thirties. <laughs> their comment to me was, "Hey, I think we're just ready to start adulting." <laughs> right here's here's what happened: they had two young kids under the age of five, um, two two decent incomes. They were making good money. Uh, one was a, a a business owner 
So all of a sudden, life is getting complicated. You know, you're 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 hitting a stride in your career. You've got kids. You're, um, I mean, just just you're serving on boards. You're you're operating a business. Like man, oh my gosh, I I once was that person who enjoyed reading about personal finance, and I was that person who was okay with uncertainty. Now I am faced with uncertainty from every single angle. Mm-hmm. And my life is just complicated and I need someone with expertise because here's the thing. Listen to this. The more the more complicated your financial life gets, the cost of making a financial decision a bad financial decision increases. So the cost of financial mistakes increase the more complicated your life gets. And I, I think I saw a number, um, a percentage um, for those who work with a financial planner tend to save about 134% more. An individual. What, yeah. what is it? 143%. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So as your life gets complicated, all right, there's there's your your money starts to get pulled in multiple directions. Like if you have multiple kids, right? You have one kid wants to do this, one kid wants to do that, your wife wants you to do this, and all of a sudden you're getting pulled in multiple directions, and it's really hard to spread yourself out that thin. The same thing happens with our money. I gotta save for college, I gotta save if you're in New Orleans. I say you're worried about college. You got you need to worry about high school, or right. forget that. You might need to worry about kindergarten. It's so expensive. So your money's getting pulled in this direction for kids. You got to save for retirement. You're trying to pay off student loan debt. You're trying to pay your mortgage. You know you want to take a vacation next year. So your dollars are getting pulled in multiple directions. So the value of of sitting down with someone to help you make decisions on where to allocate your dollars because it's complicated. Right? How do I, yeah. how do I sacrifice my retirement for kids' college? Or man, I'm gonna feel guilty if I sacrifice kids' college for retirement. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so it gets complicated, man. It gets complicated. And again, the cost of financial mistakes increases the more complicated it gets. And here's the thing, I learned this from. I'm, I'm not a very good golfer. I played, I think, like three times since COVID. All right, there was a time where I played a lot. And I remember playing with somebody, and they were not, they were not an impressive golfer. Okay. Like you wouldn't sit there and watch them and think like, wow, they're really good, but they scored really low. Um, they scored lower than you would have thought that their score should be. And I realized they scored low, not because they made a lot of great shots. They didn't make a lot of bad shots. And I think it's I think it's similar with our money. I've been I've been thinking this through for for a little while now that that we're more successful financially. We don't have to hit home runs financially. We don't have to make great financial decisions. We need to minimize the bad decisions. And when we can minimize our bad decisions, there's a better chance of us being successful. I can have one really, really, really good stock pick and make a lot, a lot, a lot of money. But if it's coupled with 10 other, yeah, if it's coupled with 10 other bad picks, I'm not getting ahead. I can have, I can have nine mediocre stock picks and one bad stock pick. And I'm going to be far better off than if I had one great stock pick. Mm-hmm. And nine bad ones. So, um, so the cost as your as your financial life gets complicated, the cost of mistakes increases. Right, absolutely. All right. So we talked about two reasons to hire a financial advisor. Number one, you're tired of doing it yourself, or you just don't want to do it yourself. Uh, number two is that uh, life has just gotten complicated, particularly your financial life. And then the third one, and I would say this is probably the most um, common. And the most I, important I would agree. one. I is, would agree. You would agree? I haven't even I would you, agree. Do you even know what I'm gonna say? 
I, I know exactly what you're going to say. You okay. need someone to talk to about money. You need someone to talk to about money. That's right. Third one. I just need someone to talk to about money. I've gotten more calls from, from prospects or friends who know I'm a financial planner. And the conversation typically will start something like this. Hey, um, I don't, I don't know exactly where to find information on this, but do you know anything about X, Y, and Z? Got a call the other night from a friend, business owner, not a client. He says, hey, look, I haven't told anybody about this other than my business partners. And he actually works <laughs> He actually works with a, a, another financial advisor who, who did his life insurance and set up an IRA for him. Um, he calls me and he says, Hey, I want to run this business idea by you. I haven't talked to anybody about it. So he saw the value of talking to a financial planner about a business idea. Um, he didn't even go to his financial quote unquote advisor to talk to him about it. So he just needed to talk to somebody about money. Well, Eric, I, and I think that brings up a, a good point. Um, and, and we started um, talking about that. When working with a certified financial planner, a CFP, mm-hmm. You know, our goal is is not built around or centered around a product or or a tool. It's it's centered around working with the individuals and helping them to to talk through money, to be mm-hmm. able to give them that advice when they want to, and by by confirming their thoughts, giving them more confidence is is what they're looking for. It's not look. It's not just confirming their thoughts. Oftentimes, there's value in talking through an idea that when we mm-hmm. hear ourselves say something out loud to someone who has expertise in what we're talking about they can they can provide counsel they can provide pushback they can ask the questions that you're not even thinking to ask so i often tell especially this is true of my business owner partners i got a lot of clients who are business owners and I'll often tell them, hey, one of the one of the values of working with me is I am a thought partner. It's like, what is that? I am a thought partner. I help you think through thoughtfully, think for, think through wisely the financial decisions that you're trying to make. And if you make the financial decision, oftentimes you're making a better decision because you were able to talk it through, or you decide not to make that decision, which might have been the best decision because you realize, hey, there was maybe some um that might have been one of those bad decisions, and I just I just got talked down from making a bad decision. You know, I, I love I love the uh, Book of Proverbs. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of wisdom and ancient wisdom in in the Book of Proverbs in, in the in the Old Testament um, that deals with managing resources. Okay, and there's one particular verse that says, "Plans fail for lack of counsel, but many advisor but with many advisors they succeed." So plans fail for lack of counsel, mm-hmm. but with many advisors, they succeed. So think about this. Most businesses have a board of directors. They have to. Right. Right? Why? Because there's wisdom in the counsel of people, particularly from different backgrounds, advising on business decisions. So right. if we're not a publicly traded company or a big company, if we're a small you know, we own a small company. We should still have a a, a board, an advisory board, so to speak, um, because we need people to thoughtfully think through big decisions. So there's there's wisdom in the counsel of many, and if you don't seek counsel, your plans will ultimately fail. Right. 
So I tell people that's one of the biggest values. I mean, heck, a lot of my financial planning meetings recently with clients is helping them think through financial decisions. Now, of course, I get to bring in my expertise. I get to advise based off of the training that I have, understanding tax implications, understanding the time growth of money, understanding the trade-off of paying off a debt versus saving or saving here versus saving there. So I get to bring that expertise and help people think through decisions and help them lead, help them help lead them to make the right decision sometimes help tell them what the right decision is um, but it's so, that so you're becoming you're becoming more of a coach you know through that through that thought partner you become a coach and I think as as being a coach you know you now become you're helping them through their behavioral uh, tendencies when it comes to finances yeah so that's a big part, behavioral coaching and, and making decisions. So this is another reason why people need to talk to um, someone about money is there've been multiple studies done. One of my favorite studies, and I'll tell you why it's my favorite study. It's a Vanguard study says that the average investor earns an additional one to 2% return on their investment accounts when they work with an advisor. One so, to 2%. One to two. What I like about that is on the other side, Vanguard says, don't work with advisors. They cost too much money. They just charge fees and you might as well just invest in the stock market and not pay a financial advisor. So I, I find it ironic that Vanguard, the same company that says you know advisors are, are a waste of money, is the same company that comes out and says that an advisor can add one to 2%. Now, that might not sound a lot like a lot to you, but you compound one to 2% out over a 20, 30, 40 year investment life, that is a huge number. That if if that's true, if I can help you make better decisions and help you manage your emotions and your financial behaviors over your lifetime, you you I am undercharging you when it's all said and done, if that's the case. Right. Now let's talk let's talk about a couple ways um or or you know three or four ways, I think four ways here that um that our behaviors get in the way and how a financial planner can help help with that. So there's a couple different biases that we have. So for example, one is um, loss aversion, right? We're, we don't like losing money. And what tends to happen is our risk tolerance, the amount of risk that we can tolerate is very fickle. So when it's when the environment is riskier, we become more averse to risk. And this is the same person. We're, 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 we're crazy. We're crazy. When the, when, the, when the environment's less risky, we become risk takers. So risk tolerance is very fickle and it can change. So a financial advisor can help you stay true to your long-term goal to cut through some of those, um, the fickleness of that of that emotion, that fear of, of loss. So what, 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 we're, what I'm seeing now is clients, or not clients, but people who don't work closely with an advisor, are moving all to cash, right? Because the stock market's volatile and all of a sudden they've lost all their ability to absorb risk. Um, and, and Eric, I'm, I'm going to, because now that you, you mentioned that, I'm going to jump ahead to to one of the um, the other behavioral mm-hmm. uh, tendencies and, and that's that herd mentality. Yeah. You know, when, when we start talking about that and, and loss aversion, you know, all too often people are having conversations with coworkers, with family members, with friends, and they're hearing what, what they've done. And how they've pulled out, mm-hmm. and because of that loss aversion in, in in the markets, they're pulling out. They're yeah, going well, to cash. 
Well, yeah, because everyone else is doing it. It's got to be safe, right? right? We're 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 right. social we're social creatures as humans. There there's safety in numbers. So like, right. you know what? If if everybody else is wrong and I'm wrong with them, there's some safety in that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want everyone else to be wrong and or ever, I want everyone else to be right and then just be be the lone guy who's wrong. That that right. sucks. I'd rather just be safe with the herd. But it works on the flip side too, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you're talking about from a from a from a, everyone's talking about recession. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. We got to go to right. cash. Go to cash because that's what everyone else is doing. I'm going to do that because there's some safety in that. Well, oh my gosh, the market's starting to recover. I'm I'm going all in Ethereum. I'm going all mm-hmm. in crypto. I'm going all in Tesla. Right, because that's what everyone else is doing, or everyone else in my cohorts doing that. Uh, so, financial advisors can help moderate that um, that behavior. Another one, and I'm seeing this a lot right now, is confirmation bias, and and you may have you may have heard it as echo chambers. Right, we mm-hmm. we are seeking out information that confirms what we already tend to think, or what seems to be more consistent to validate our beliefs and opinions. And the way I'm seeing it a lot right now is in the political space. Your political party's out of favor. Um, so therefore, recession is just on the horizon. So I'm going to make a decision based off of that. And everything that I'm hearing or reading confirms that that belief. Or your political party's in favor, and that makes you feel better, right? Because everything you're reading is going to confirm that opinion, that belief. And those are terrible. That's a terrible way to make financial decisions. And I'm seeing that a lot right now. So the the final, well, let's call it behavior or bias that I want to address really quick and where a financial advisor can help. And again, we're referring back to that, that additional 1% to 2% over your lifetime return in your account. It's called recency bias. Now, recency bias is we're making decisions based off of the maybe the most recent or traumatic information that we have. So it could be recency bias could be this particular stock just did really, really good last quarter. So man, I'm going to get into that stock. So we're, we're extrapolating that out into the future because it's got to continue. Or a big one, uh, this, is, this is a little while ago, but it's maybe one of the most... Um, I would say vivid memories that I have of recency bias. If you were investing in the stock market in 2008 and 2009 during the Great Recession, and you were one of those unlucky, unfortunate people who uh, gave in to loss aversion and herd mentality and went to cash, you took a really, 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 really long time to recover your losses. Okay. I remember having conversations with people in 2014 and 2015. And they were still talking about, they were still making investment decisions based off of 2008, 2009. And for the people who stayed invested, by and large, they were recovering depending on how they were invested. They were, they were recovered by 20, you know, by 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, yet, because that experience was so traumatic, that was the most recent piece of information in their mind. That's what they were making their decisions based off of. So at, out of those behavioral tendencies what what i'm what i'm gathering is mm-hmm. working with an advisor is going to help you to cut through the noise you know that advisor is well, going to yeah, yeah so so come back and and you know that thought process you yeah, know the, or partner thought partner the, the where, financial noise so so the, right. the advisor is going to help you manage his emotions but mm-hmm. what we tend to do as humans right we want to validate 
what we're thinking. So what's the first thing we do today? I've got a financial question or I'm thinking mm -hmm. about something. What's the first thing I'm going to go do? I'm going to reach out to my advisor. No, I'm going to Google it. Well, Google it. Or I'm going to ask Siri, you know, hey, Siri, how much should I have in an emergency fund? Hey, Siri, should I should I buy Ford? Hey, Siri, mm -hmm. I've been holding on to Tesla for six years. Is it time to sell it? Well, here's the problem with that is Google is going to give you a lot of conflicting data, right? Right. There, there's, there's, there's professionals out there, people who get paid a lot of money to give advice, and they have conflicting advice, mutually exclusive of each other, right? This mm -hmm. and this can't be true at the same time. This economist says we're going into recession. This economist says, no, we're not going into recession. We're actually about to enter a bull market. Those are two mutually exclusive truths. One's right, one's wrong, or neither of them are right. Okay, That's what Google is going to return to you. So now you're the average person, you Google a financial question, and you're going to get six articles that are going to be the top first page, and they're going to be conflicting why you should do this and why you shouldn't do that or whatever it might be. You know, For example, I read an article this week, uh, Susie Orman came out and said that she has revised the amount that you should have in your emergency fund. She used to advocate for, I think, eight months of expenses. And now she's saying you need to have 12 months of expenses in an emergency fund because we are going into recession and it's right around the corner. Which is crazy. Now, it, I don't know. It might be crazy. Wow. It might not be crazy. This is, this, is the problem. this is the problem with getting financial advice from Google. It's so prescriptive. This is what you should do. You don't know me. Susie doesn't know me. Do do I have student loan debt? It, it's, Am a, I, it's a blanket response. Do, is my income stable? Is my income variable? Do I have do I have you know have I been divorced three times and I've got six child support payments? Uh, am I debt free? Do you, there's so many different there's so many different variables that. Google doesn't know your situation. They don't. So a financial advisor, a financial planner helps you cut through that noise and say, hey, look, I am now your financial Google. Don't Google it. Ask me the question. I know your situation. And I can give you... Not only do I know your situation, I know your behavioral tendencies. Because I might... Your, your profile and my profile might be the same. But I know you like to listen to everyone you know, at uh, at your kid's school, and you have a tendency to follow the herd. And I have a tendency maybe to be more independent. So the way I advise you might be a little bit different than the way I would advise someone who thinks like myself. That's what a financial advisor does. And that's one of the reasons you should hire someone because you just need someone to talk to about money who knows you. You get me all fired up. It, so Eric, Eric, how often do you get on the phone and, and talk to Google or Siri and ask them a question? Oh, uh, all the time, <laughs> all the time. So, it, it, you know, when I do it, I get probably 12 to 15 different yeah. links on different questions on there. So um, you, you got passionate about that. And that's why I had to ask that question. I, I could I could see it coming out and, and it, it. So hold on. Let me let me let me back up. Let me back up. So I do it all the time because if we go back to reason number one, I'm one of those people who loves reading about personal finance. I'm one of those people who makes the time to make financial decisions for my situation. I'm one of those people who keeps up with the, the obviously, right? I'm a financial planner. Mm -hmm. You would, I think everyone listen would expect me to. Um, but 
when I need to make a big financial decision, there's usually uh, three or four people that I'm talking it through with. You're one of them. I'm right. in a uh, I'm in another uh, group with with uh, six or seven other financial planners, and we're constantly saying, "Hey, what do you think about this situation?" So and, even and as advisors, right? I'm glad you went there because that that's what that's where I was going with this. You know, one of the other reasons. You know, for those that don't know, um, Eric and I actually started talking about uh, partnering 10 years ago. It, it just it just took eight years for us to actually do it. But we were still communicating and talking through ideas and, and you know, with each other. I'd have a big financial situation or question coming up. I'd call Eric and talk him through it or talk through it with him and vice versa. We were each other's thought partners. Now, that yeah. doesn't mean that that you're the only one I talk to. Um, I have another group of individuals that I work with as well. But mm -hmm. when we make those decisions, we are talking to other people. Yeah. So let, let's kind of let's kind of bring this and in, in, in wrap this up nicely. Yeah. Um, I'm not suggesting I'm not suggesting here that everyone needs to go out and hire a financial advisor. I think that most people will benefit from hiring a financial advisor. But I think mm -hmm. I think that. If, if your financial situation is complex, if you have a high income, um, there is a lot of wisdom in surrounding yourself with an expert who can help you make those financial decisions from investing to uh, business decisions. And, and another thing, a financial planner, oftentimes we act as, let's say, like quarterbacks where mm -hmm. we, we will bring in other experts who can go deeper than we can, whether it's a the CPA attorneys, or an attorney or an insurance person. Um, your your insurance knowledge is far, far more vast than mine. And I am regularly going to Xavier saying, hey, what would you do in this situation? I'm thinking about this. What would you do? Hey, this is what the client has. There's some problems with this policy. What do you think we should do to fix it? Uh, so, a financial expert is going to be able to, a financial planner is going to be able to bring in those expertise. And ultimately at the end of the day, a financial advisor, their role, and this is something, this is something that separates a, a you, you want to make sure we can do a whole other episode on how to hire a financial advisor, mm -hmm. but you really want to know how your financial advisor gets compensated. Right. That is, that is something that is really important to understand. Do they get compensated by selling you something? There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. That, that's our next, that's going to be our, one of our next shows. Do that. Or do, that. do they get compensated by giving you advice, by, by giving you financial counsel? It's two very different things. Two very different things. Right. Uh, and, but and again, I, I do, I, I do want to close with one thing, Eric. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think hiring a financial planner shouldn't just be for that high net worth individual. Um, there are individuals who are just getting started in their careers. Um, or changing careers that may not have a ton of money at that particular money uh, moment, but I think I think working with with an advisor or a planner can help them as well to make wise decisions to help them to get to where they want to be. Well, attain those goals. That's partially. That's a. That's not partially. That's a big drive, Xavier. Why I started the podcast and some of the other initiatives that we're working on uh, that we'll talk a little bit more about in in months coming is. We recognize that there is a large amount of financially illiterate people in this country. That mm -hmm. money finances are not taught in school, and people are making 
decisions, financial decisions without knowing what they're doing. So a big part of the podcast was recognizing that there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to hire advisors. But if we can up their financial knowledge a little bit and help them make a better financial decision in one area, help them make one less bad shot, help them make one less bad decision, that that fires me up. I feel like I am doing some social good by doing that, whether you hire me or not. And we're working on we're working on some some video series um, regarding cash flow management. We're working on some video series to educate uh, high schoolers about money um, because these people, m- most people may never hire me or you mm-hmm. or, or somebody else, but we still want to equip and resource people with the tools to make good financial decisions. So, so the, the, I asked you at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. what is something about money you wish you would have known 20 years ago? Yeah. For for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that to to close us out. I wish I would have known what an advisor, what a planner does, and having the the ability to go out there or having the accessibility to go out there and work with a planner um, or an advisor when I first came out of college. Even though I didn't have a lot of money, some of the decisions that I made back then I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have if yeah. I would have had a thought partner. Well. Xavier, I wish you would have had this podcast episode when you first came out of college. So if you're listening and you know someone coming out of college, this is great information. Share this with them. Share this with uh, with your friends. Share us on social media if you'd be so kind, if you find this uh, conversation valuable. But for all of our loyal listeners, those of you who tune in regularly, and I know who you are because I hear I hear comments um, from, from various people regularly. Oh, I heard you say this on your podcast and that makes a lot of sense. Hearing, hearing that fires me up and, and keeps me going and, and makes me want to continue to to do what I'm doing here. So thanks for thanks for listening. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and on social media. Xavier, take care, my friend. Talk to you soon. Information presented and discussed on the Stuff About Money podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute direct financial advice. Consult with a qualified financial advisor prior to implementing any strategies discussed. Eric Garcia and Xavier Angel's branch office is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. The branch phone number is 504-218-5479. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC. A registered investment advisor not affiliated with Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated.